Hello and welcome back to Chicks and Balls, the podcast, a sports podcast by women about more than women's sport. My name is Marley, top of the pyramid, Silver. Oh, God. And today I am joined by my lower placed but equally important pyramid <laughs> co hosts, Keely and Georgia. Girls, how are we? How are we feeling? I'm obviously feeling fantastic. This is First why, of all, yeah. it's very clear that you didn't take on board Harry's advice to just live your life in pyramid <laughs> come secondary. <laughs> Second of all, this is why I've held back for 18 months now of not giving you first on the pyramid. Well, so I knew there'd be a carry-on, <laughs> and here we are. Well, hey, look, I knew that it was going to be a, a one-off thing. I, it's a miracle that I got there, um, and I'm I'm really milking it for all it's worth. So Yeah, I don't think it'll happen again. Obviously not. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, mate, what are you doing? you got to watch our pyramid on our IGTV. It's very funny. Um, we just rate all the people. I will Keely rates us <laughs> and our performance during lockdown. And now, unfortunately, poor old Georgia, you've been thrust into lockdown number five. And today, Dan Andrews announced it'll be extended for another week. How are you, our poor Melbourneian? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, the sympathy coming from interstate is always gladly accepted. Um, <laughs> oh, to be honest, I'm not going to lie to you. The extension today was like water off a duck's back. I was yeah. like, is this not something we were just waiting to happen? Um, obviously a bummer, obviously a real shame to lose my housemates mm. yet again. <laughs> I have gained a cat. In the meantime, which is neither here nor there, to be honest. Love you, Luna. Um, <laughs> otherwise, hope Brandon's not listening. Really love her if you are. Um, no, I'm good. I, maybe, like, maybe losing it a little, and that's why I'm not quite as self-aware, but otherwise just good. You're just game fit. Like, you're game fit for I'm lockdown. I'm so match fit for yeah, lockdown, yeah. so you have no idea. Well, with that said, and with your little seltzer in hand, I love to see that, um, let's get into our first segment. Feedback feels with kills. Yep, I got a few feedbacks this week. Gravy. Uh, I've actually got three um, quotes from mm. three people. So, first one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to give a little shout out to two little friends of mine. Um, first of all, Ella Gould. She is a young girl in who was in my Sharks, Tasha Gale, under-19s footy team. Uh, she was getting surgery on her broken nose that happened during the footy season in the in the quarterfinal actually their last game and she sent me a message and I don't know if she was still a bit out of it but she sent me a message saying chicks and balls is my hospital podcast really enjoying it love the guests as well and I said oh thanks the second one Abby Fitzgerald a dear friend of ours as she wanted to send us a message and say um, I love the podcast love heart so that was a good one. Nice. Yep. And then lastly, um, from Gabrielle Crotty, a follower of our page. She's from last week's podcast. She um, said, I'm listening to this week at the moment. And honestly, I love how you guys are talking about the Euros and what happened after, which was just nice to hear. Did, was she the one who put it on her story as well? Yeah. Oh, legend. What a woman. How good. You the real MVP. Now it's time for a segment that we call MVPs, where each week we all award someone or something our own personal MVP title for bringing us a bit of joy. 
Keely Silva, I reckon you want to kick us off. Who is your MVP this week? I like that you just say that I want to kick us off. Uh, I reckon, yeah, I reckon I, I do too. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my MVP is a 12-year-old Brazilian boy. Um, his name is Guy Curie. Uh, he made history 22 years after the skateboarding god Tony Hawk stunned the world with the first 900 spin. And this 12-year-old freak actually nailed a 1080. A 1080 in competition. Um, he's the youngest gold medalist ever at the X Games. Watch the video. It's hectic. He starts crying and he hugs and Tony Hawk like embraces him into his arms. Oh, So cool. Um, what a little legend. Um, yeah, 12 years old. Freak. All the X Games content, like I fell oh, into the insane. rabbit hole of their Instagram. It is unbelievable. We play the um, YouTube live on repeat at work and it's the best. That's get very distracted. But, yeah, super cool. Um, I don't know how he nails it. You kind of don't realise how many times he does spin because it happens so quick. And then when they do the replay, you're like, oh, yeah, Ooh, shit. Wee. Yeah, right. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Well-deserved MVP. Sick. Georgia Moore, who is your MVP? My MVP is Alison Kutch, I think is how you pronounce her surname, who is married to Isaac Rochelle, who is a cult NFL player. And she has a TikTok basically dedicated to taking the piss out of being a wag. She's a legend. It's stunning. And I stumbled across it this week. And thank you, TikTok gods, because holy funny. And she just makes videos based on all the like crazy shit or comments people have said to her in her life. Like you're only married to him for the money or for this or that. And she's really tall too. So they always just joke about how they're going to make like D1 babies and stuff. So funny. I loved it. And I think it was a really like... I don't know if she looks at it as being that deep, but like such a cool way of taking power back for like that term and for like their high school sweetheart. So she's like, he was not playing NFL when I met him, but stunning. I loved it. Made me laugh and everyone should go follow. Yeah, I've seen her as well. She's sick. Funnily enough, my MVP is also a TikTok account. And it is a bit of a rogue one, and I don't know if it's just something that I think is funny. And our mum, our mum thinks it's funny, and I, I think it's funny too. Yeah. I, I like this guy. So his name is Ty Bridgewater. Um, you, the name might not be familiar, but if you are someone who scrolls endlessly through TikTok, what he does will be, I think. So he does iced coffee reviews, and he's <laughs> off. He's Canadian, and he's often um sitting in his hammock in his backyard, and he'll say something. Like it'll just start and he's stitching another video of someone making an iced coffee and he'll go, iced coffee review. And then he like describes everything that they're doing and just the way that he does it. It's like such a... It's a meme. I don't know, just such a random thing. And it's so funny. And <laughs> it's just his voice. Yeah. Hey? Like, and and just, he's, he barely opens his mouth as yeah, he speaks. He's so monotone. So he's like, ice coffee review. Oh, is that a grinder you're using? Yeah, right. Oh, you're adding yeah. water. Wow, that's so environmentally friendly Ooh, of she's you. bougie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whipped cream, not caring about those calories, eh? Like, and he doesn't like the Canadian stuff. So good. Anyway. Very random. I'll tag it in the show notes. Trust me, get around it. In lockdown, it'll bring you a lot of joy. Now it's time for a segment that we call Around the Grounds, where we dive into the biggest headlines in sports media from the week. And this one to kick us off is kind of looking towards the end of this week, because finally, what has been a very controversial lead up to the Tokyo Olympics, well, it's finally just about here. Before we get to that opening ceremony, which we don't actually even know whether athletes are going to be able to attend, 
we wanted to do a bit of a recap of all the latest madness that's been going on, um, some of the stressful stuff and the chaotic stuff and the bizarre things that would never happen at any other Olympics, as well as the good stuff. So this is what's been happening in the lead up. Starting off, COVID-19 positive tests have ruled out a number of stars already. Alex Dominio from Australia, Coco Gruff from the US and six stars from the British track and field team, two South African soccer players, US basketballers and gymnasts. All in all, 55 people have been ruled out in the past week alone due to positive COVID tests. Which is just crazy. Like... I, to be fair, though, are, you, are you surprised though? Like, are we surprised? No, like, no. I definitely expected something like this. Maybe not this close to the beginning and that many people, but I did definitely expected it. To be honest, though, I think I'm surprised that it's a rule out at this point. I don't know what my thought process was, but I thought that they'd almost still get the opportunity to go in and isolate yeah. and maybe eventually test negative before they I don't know. Yeah. I think the ruling out surprised me more than anything because I was yeah. like, oh, it's such a big call to think that the village is going to be COVID free. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I just, yeah. And well, speaking about trying to make the village COVID free, the next bit that we wanted to talk about was Tokyo, oh, like Tokyo officials had come out and proudly demonstrated what they'd done to eliminate spreading COVID in the Olympic village. And one of the things that they'd done is built this specially made bed for all the Olympians. But everyone's calling it the cardboard beds. Basically, it looked like they were made out of, of cardboard, but the point being that they were not supposed to be able to carry more than one person's weight. And essentially, they started being called the anti-sex beds. So trying to avoid, like, see Olympians not sleep with each other, which apparently is like quite rampant in a lot of Olympians, a, a, lo- a lot of Olympics, which doesn't surprise me at all, you know. But do you um, want to say to them, like, they might not use the bed, mate? Yeah, (laughs) I think it's funny that they came out being like, because initially this was a huge environmental thing. They were like, look how eco-friendly our village was. And it's like, oh, your environmental efforts have been turned into a sexcapade story. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But then a video of an Irish gymnast has um, gone viral because he was testing the anti-sex bed claim. And now there's this video of him jumping up and down on the bed being like, no, I think it's going to be fine. (laughs) It actually made me laugh a lot. So making light of a, a, you know... Uh, what can be seen in, in some lights as a pretty dire situation, I think. Yeah, definitely um, not like it's so different to what every other Olympic season. Like, I mean, when you hear of the fun stories and what the uh, opening ceremony is like and how fun the village itself is, and then for those who are deputants going into the Olympics this year, they're probably thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited, but also, damn, I'm missing out on all those other, you know, atmospheric atmospheric. Do you think it would be better or worse going in knowing what the village could be like or going in blind and then you don't know what you're missing? Yes, much blinded. Better, you don't want to Give know me what the you're blinded. missing. Yeah. I wonder how it's going to impact athletes' performances because I saw Kate Campbell's Instagram story the other day of the Aussie swimming team having dinner and they're all in these like essentially glass boxes next to each other at the table. So they've all come and sat next to each other at the table and they've got like dividers up in between them. between the individuals between but and aren't they in the same other. team yeah so but that's really what, if one of them has it they're going to give but it to that's each other what, anyway that's what the dining hall's like oh, they have so them between our desks at work and they just feel so redundant because you just stand up and walk around them yeah <laughs> but you but, look but you look, like look at nick curios like he yeah. 
isn't going. And he said that the you know having the crowd there in the atmosphere is actually a big part of his game yeah. and what he loves and how he performs well. So you can only imagine there's so many of them that do perform better. Like when you've got a crowd watching you, you always want you know you amp it up a bit. So yeah, be interesting. And, then, and also, yeah. I just think like if you look at how the average person deals with hotel quarantine or even just a lockdown in their own home. I don't think anyone is functioning at their best mentally or no, physically yeah. when you're so restricted and when you can't just get out and about and live your daily life yeah. and their activity and their genuine distance that they can go for a walk <laughs> or whatever would be restricted. Like these are athletes too. They're yeah. really high energy people. And that train in a specific way for years for this moment and like changing anything in part of that routine would be so difficult. So you only hope with this, you know, extra year delay that's happened between, you know, it being cancelled or postponed last year they might have been able to develop some sort of like covid safe routine yeah. i, I feel like the olympics are usually so catering to to mm. all like the weird and wacky requests of very specific athletes whereas like yeah crazy well then on top of that uh the washington post reports tokyo weather is unbearably hot at a news conference sunday tokyo 2020 organizers displayed a slide that read the rainy season is over in Tokyo and the hot summer has come. On Sunday, temperatures in so- Tokyo crept into the low 90s. What is that? That's in- Fahrenheit. No, I know it's Fahrenheit, but I'm like, what's that in? I think it's like 36 yeah, it's like 30s, or something. Yeah. 35, something like that. Um, the air so thick it felt as if you had to chew it before you could breathe it. As competitions begin next week, intermittent afternoon rain and thunder showers are forecast. Um, Organisers pass out sodium tablets to volunteers and journalists. Stadiums and fields will be adorned with shade tents, portable air conditioners, ice baths, coolers packed with bottled water, mist fans, and for the... What's that? Equine. What's equine? It's horses. Horses. But equestrian. (laughs) For the equine athletes, a horse cooling station. So the point being there that on top of all this other stuff, there is this like really unbearable heat that has... Um, you know, descended on Tokyo as well. And think about is, wearing masks in that yeah. kind of heat. Like, oh. that would just be shocking. Is Tokyo humid? Uh, I, apparently in summer, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And especially... So I just did a live Google because I don't know. It's about 32 degrees, which mm. I feel like in Australia... Like, I feel like Australians are pretty lucky yeah. in some parts of it because they'd be like, meh. 32. Yeah. If you lived in Queensland or North yeah. Queensland, you'd be like, meh, humidity. Yeah. yeah. But coming from elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you got that on top of it. Like, that is going to be so crazy. And then another th- interesting part of this and another element, um, of course, is the fact that the residents of Tokyo do not want this Olympics to go ahead. And a really clear indicator of that is that the major sponsor of the Tokyo Olympics, Toyota, will not be airing any promotions related to the Games because of how polarizing it is for Japanese society. So I wouldn't be surprised, like I know that Tokyo is in a state of emergency, but I would not be surprised if there's some sort of demonstration or protest or really big statement from the people of of Tokyo because they really don't want this to go ahead. I just thought that was so interesting as well. So these are all the like crazy things that are, you know, in place leading up to these games. Yeah, I know all these external factors. If, if we bring home some medals, we, <laughs> we should be 10 times more proud of our athletes because it's insane. But with all that chaos and somewhat negativity around the games, um, 
that is, you know, out there and, and definitely impacting the way that we're looking at it as we move towards the opening, there is some really good stuff. And in particular, um, Keely, I think you were the first of, of us to see this. Do you want to um, talk about uh, this really beautiful... Oh, my gosh. This actually made my entire week. It was so nice. Okay, so Woolies are currently uh, having an Aussie Heroes campaign in their stores and they've featured cardboard cutouts and stickers to collect all the Australian Olympic and Paralympic stars competing in Tokyo. Uh, so there's this little girl. Her name is Mia Stewart. Um, her Instagram handle is at Mia's Big Adventure. Uh, she has a prosthetic leg and her mum posted to their Instagram after a recent trip to Woolies when Mia saw a poster featuring six-time gold medalist and winner of 15 Paralympic medals, swimmer Ellie Cole. Now, Mia's only seven and... Um, she, you know, her mum quoted in the post that she said, Mum, she has a leg like me. And I just read it and I was like nearly on the verge of tears. Like it is so amazing to see. And I just love that Woolies have taken that on board and been like, look out at these amazing, amazing athletes, Paralympian, Olympian, doesn't matter. They're just outstanding. And this young girl now, and the photo is amazing. You haven't seen it. You have to go and look at it because it's so nice but it's just nice that she will have someone to look up to who's truly like her and I think that's important for young kids when they're you know have things like this I feel like this is such a full circle moment especially with the swimmer that is featured Ellie Cole if you haven't watched Phoenix Rising the movie I recommended a few weeks back again can't recommend highly enough but she talks about how when she was a kid she didn't have anyone that she saw like her so her uh, imaginational goals of what she could do in her life was so limited because mm. she'd never seen it and she talks about being really lucky to have parents who were like never slowed anyone else down or like her siblings or anything so that she could keep up they were like nah, you'll figure out a way and oh. just would like throw her into the pool or like throw her out to play with her siblings and stuff and be like you'll work it out like to treat her so normally growing up and when I saw that like Oh, so beautiful. So many smiles. So beautiful. And can I give you another fact, Keely, that you probably didn't realise, but this is little Mia, who a few years ago we did a fundraiser for. Oh, <gasps> no. Ravon, is it? <gasps> our old gym. So, oh my gosh, that makes me want to cry. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, I didn't even put two and two together. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> she was a little trooper and like, she is a little true, but yeah. she's, she was so cute when she was there. So we, we were raising money um, with Reborn Fitness Club, which is a, a gym around the Shire that we used to go to. And one of their old trainers um, was family friends with Mia's family and set up this really amazing um, <gasps> oh kind my of gosh, family that's day. just like fully yeah, mind yeah. blown. To, to raise money to get her a new prosthetic leg because they're, they're so expensive. And, and when you're growing, you grow out of them, obviously. And um, yeah, so I realized that once I saw the beautiful photo and then I was looking that's at her best. Instagram and I was like, hang on. I know you. I know this little girl. And I realized that's what it was oh, from. That's, so. That makes me so much happier. And, and yeah, it's just a testament to, you know, representation matters. There's little there's so many little kids who are like Mia or who are like a lot of um, the Paralympians that we see representing at that level. And we're just getting better, hey? So that's the good stuff. It's so good. So good. That kind of, for me, that trumps all the bad stuff. I'm like, oh, that's so nice. I don't even care about it. Bad. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, okay. The good news stories that will come out of the games, hopefully, yeah. just yeah. like they never cease to amaze. While we're on the subject of Olympians, we thought this story was pretty amazing too. 
just last week, before Melbourne was thrust into lockdown again, a bronze statue was unveiled in Federation Square honouring the one and only Nova Paris, the first Aboriginal Australian to win a gold medal in the Olympics. Nova was just 25 years old when she competed as a member of the Australian Olympic hockey team at the Atlanta Olympics in 1996. And after that team won gold, she switched to athletics and later won the 204 by 100 metre gold medals at the 1998 Commonwealth Games. And then when it came to the Olympics in Sydney in 2000, she reached the semifinals of the 400 metres and was part of Australia's 4 by 400 metre relay. What a woman. She is an unbelievable overachiever. She was also a <laughs> senator um, and just a, a woman I have a great personal love for. Yeah, um, she's a lot of respect for her. When you when you we've been lucky to meet her, Marley's done a bit of stuff with her. When I met her, I was like, oh my god, I'm so scared. She was she's so cool. She's unreal, and we couldn't think of anyone more deserving of of such a, a recognition of what they've done. And to quote her, she said that it represents any kid out there who dares to dream big, and I think that's a beautiful message. Statues are a bit of a a weird and wonderful thing. I think that um, they're a great way to celebrate people and also something you don't think about that often. Nova actually campaigned to have this done um, with her team for quite a while, so it was awesome that it got off the ground. That's cool. I think they um, they did a petition. A lot of people signed it to get it done. Absolutely amazing. So it made me wonder... What Aussie athletes that don't currently have a statue do we think we want to see have a statue next? Go, Miles. Well, I knew who I wanted to immortalise. <laughs> you know, because it's... I'm not sure how I feel about this. <laughs> well, you know why? Because it's, it's about celebrating that sometimes you don't have to be the best um you just to inspire a nation that's hey, that's a what win's the a win <laughs> a win's a win and um, my one you guys might laugh at but i think it's something that all of australia will celebrate anyway okay well i'm just gonna let you know no surprises here and i think you'll find a lot of people will, will agree with this Stephen bradbury an australian icon there, there's something so uniquely australian about the way that he is celebrated in our culture like he is like uh, for a guy to, you know, we love an underdog. We, we love someone who is, you know, completely doubted from every angle. And for him to do what he did, unbelievable. I think that's why he should be a statue. And it, it, he would just, it would just become a big meme. I know that. Um, but I'd be about <laughs> yeah. it. Do we think this would be good or bad for his self-esteem? <laughs> what if you did the statue of him, like, skating over the line but with the other athletes at the moment. Sprinkled behind him. I think it would be interesting to poll Australians on whether they thought he deserved a statue before and after his survivor appearance last year. I didn't even see that. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm glad I haven't seen it then. Keely, who's yours? No, go G-more. Okay, G-more, who's yours? Uh, Mine's a bit more zero, but I think Dylan Alcott, and I also think it's really interesting with statues as to... Like, how long do you have to wait after Mm. someone's retired to immortalise them in a statue? Mm. Because I know Taylor Harris has been immortalised in a statue also in Fed Square and is still very active in her career. But I think Dylan Alcott and ties in very well with the conversation we were just having around representation. Mm. But also he has won 12 Grand Slams in six years. Tops Rod Laver's record, who 
has a stadium named after him, has eight more in doubles titles and Paralympic and gold and silver medals, and that's just in tennis. I think we forget he was also a basketball player. And, like, a really great public figure, someone who's, like, hugely campaigned his whole life for people with disabilities. And I think that if any able-bodied Australian had won that many slams and done everything that he's done, it wouldn't be a conversation. So... Representation matters. Okay, yours is way, okay, way no, Mine's going to make yours mine. look good because mine's no, but stupid. <laughs> That's why I was like, oh, mine's so serious. No, mine's but, stupid. But I agree. I absolutely agree. Mine's um, <laughs> mine's really dumb, so sorry if it's not good. Um, I think Winx should get a statue. Oh, oh that's yes. not dumb. That's a great idea. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That is not dumb. Stunning. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm yeah. fully behind that. Yeah, yes. I just think, well, she's a queen, so yeah. she deserves it. You yeah, also pat- like one of I the just, most decorated horses yeah. ever. Absolutely. While we're on horses, can we talk about Air Horse One? <laughs> oh, the many oh, that <laughs> Well, just quickly before we jump on that, you can we can talk about that horse chat in a sec. But I'm about the Winx thing. Yeah, and I, I feel like everyone would get around it. Like there would be no question. Everyone. I would feel be like, like if yeah. you took just a fraction of the money she made punters over the years, yeah. you'd have a statue up very quickly. Yeah, <laughs> but give her a statue. Yeah, you put it. Put her in. No. Where, what? Where would you put her though? Well, where was Ram- she born? Where? where was she born? No, no but I'm like. Mm-hmm. Did you say Ramwick? I, I, said, I said Flemington. I said Ramwick. <laughs> That's Sydney. what I was gonna say. <laughs> I don't know. Like, do we? What one? Yeah, but pick? then do you like put her where she was born and then make it like you know how Goldwyn like has Dog. the ram and like oh you know yeah. and then she becomes like the statue of that town. She becomes a trivia question in that sense too. Oh, that would be cool. Maybe I don't know. I'm my my this. main celebration of the, of this kind of statue is because I'm severely allergic to so horses. You can go, you can so go, so go, I pat can go her. and pat her, and that Aww. would be really great. Which jockey gets to be immortalized? On no, her, or just, just her. Alone. It's just yeah, her. fair. I pay that. Yeah, yeah. That's She's fine. the one who ran the race. Yeah. Let's be honest. Come on, yeah, races. The many races she won. <laughs> so cool. But yes, on the on the horse chat. Go on, Jade. Tell us about that fun fact you learned today. Um, the plane that takes the horses to the Olympics <laughs> is called Air Horse One. It's too much. Oh. I love it though. We love puns. Oh, it's good. It's really <laughs> She's good. She's gone. <laughs> So to wrap up our Around the Grounds today, we've got a chat with a good mate and just an all-round legend. He plays for the Manly Seagulls and he's up in the Sunshine Coast bubble with the NRL. It is Kurt DeLewis. Here he is. Uh, hey! hey! Yes. Can you see me? Yeah. Oh, hey, girls, how you going? Yeah, good. How are you? I love the yellow. Big fan Pretty- of the yellow. Brings out my eyes, you reckon? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> End of oh. financial year sale, girls. What's going on? Oh, wait, we all, are we all in YKTR? I'm not. I'm in Nike. <laughs> it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> I can't even see myself. Am I too close? Nah, can you perfect. see us? No, you're good. Can you not see us? That's oh, sad. Yeah, I can see you. We're dressed in purple, white and white. Yeah. <laughs> got- Stunning. Now, we, are, we just have like three questions. We, don't, we won't hold you before dinner. No, no, go for it, girls. I've got to 6.30. I've just got dinner time. So he's missing that. He's a, he's a lovely, but he's not missing dinner time. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. that's fair. Oh, it's so good to see you. Where hey. No, I'm in the Twin Waters, girls. So we got up here last Wednesday. So it's been about a week today. So Are you in the old or the new bungalows? I'm in the new bungalows. They're so much better. Oh, so I went. Better. I, I checked the old ones out. They just look... <laughs> It was a big point of 
fragility when the storm boys went up there for the second. Time. Oh, I'm lucky enough. Yeah, I've got the I've got the new ones. Just sort of overlooking the water, so I'm not. Oh, I'm not, I'm not about, yeah, I'm not whinging about that. <laughs> Is your do you have a roommate or are they did you kick them out? No, no, no. We've just got our own rooms. How good's that? Yeah, but you gotta make your own bed. So oh, it's killing me. How do you feel about that? No, I'm not too bad. I got it right. <laughs> oh, all right. Enough. Well, um, Kurt, thank you so much for joining us and giving us that little insight into what the bubble life is like. Um, when we were thinking about having you on, I guess I was reflecting on the fact that this has been kind of such a massive whirlwind for you this year, going from what was like a really amazing debut um, to now, you know, jumping into this bubble and kind of moving away from your normal life. And you were working full time uh, until a couple of weeks before you debuted this year. Am I right? About a week before. So, like, within six weeks, I've gone from being on the shovel to living in the sunny coast. And <laughs> still making footy. your own bed, though. How good and is that? that? Still, yeah, so I'm really grateful. Obviously, like, all the boys down back in Sydney, they've all lost their jobs and that because of the COVID stuff's got so bad. So I sort of jumped ship at the right time. So the first time in my life, my timing's actually good and I've just got out of there before <laughs> it blew up. And now I'm up here. So it's actually mad. It's, it's worked out perfect. It was just quietly so well-deserved, though. I mean, you've had you've had your fair share of setbacks and um, I'm just proud of you. Thanks. Proud of you, Thank you, my friend. Thank you, my friend. Yeah, it was a tough slog to get here, but <laughs> I'm glad that I've sort of made the most of the opportunity. And, like, obviously, I don't know how long it's going to last, but obviously being up here is a pretty cool experience to yeah. tell my little one and that growing up that, like, I got to spend the time where you'd left and pretty much just went on tour, in a sense. I feel like yeah. a bit of a basketball player. Yeah, a little like, shout-out to Brody. A little shout-out to my little man. Um, have yeah, you been FaceTiming him and stuff? Yeah, but he's only three. Like, he's just three and a bit. Yeah, so I, I, I FaceTime, he goes, G'day, Dad. <laughs> G'day, Dad. <laughs> and then that's it. Like, he doesn't really have much to say. Yeah. Just like... So I'm just like trying to make the most of the FaceTimes. I, I snuck in a little hello to him before I left because obviously I was doing the right thing before, but I, it would have been like nearly near on three months that I, yeah, if yeah. we stay up here for the rest of the year. So yeah. I was like, I better make the opportunity. And I was like, Daddy's going on a plane. He's like, yep, see ya. Like, that really, <laughs> that's really click. I'm expecting like tears. And he's like, yeah, mad. I was like, oh. He's, yeah, he definitely got that from you. Dumb up. He's got his, dumb, he's got his brains from his mother, hopefully. Better than mine. <laughs> I mean, I was just going to ask because we actually got to see you the day after your debut when we were at a friend's birthday. And that was mad. Gosh, I was really jolly that day. I was up and about. <laughs> oh, what but, a time. Um, I think we might have told you this, but the de- like the morning after your debut, um, our mum, Martin Keeley's mum, said to us, who is this Kurt guy? Because he's all over my Instagram and every single person is congratulating him on his debut. And we are like, mum. Is that like just showing that mum just follows so many of our friends? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the biggest issue is. The old girl's just fan of <laughs> All the boys. <laughs> um, but my question was going to be because it was it was really beautiful for you know all I think anyone whether they knew you or not to watch that debut and watch everyone get around you. So t- describe what it felt like and um, to come off and, and come into there were some great videos and post kind of game. Stuff. It was mad, but it was pretty like I've got a really bombed up car, so hopefully this this footy thing stays around so I can get a new car. <laughs> so I remember driving to the game and my like all the lights were on and I was running out of fuel and I was like I'm going to miss this. Like, I've like grown up as a kid for this one moment and I'm going to blow it because I'm stuck in the traffic on military road and I'm just like, I can't do this. I can't do Didn't this. Didn't you have like, to ring a- someone? 
Obviously. Des is ringing me going, mate, where are you? I was like, oh, I'm, I'm on military road. I'm late. Like, there's like five o'clock traffic on a Friday. I was like, no way. And like, my mum's trying to ring me because uh, they've come from Perth. That's where I grew up as a kid. And they're all trying to ring me to go like, how you feeling? I'm going, mum, leave me alone. I'm, <laughs> I'm peeking out. And then when I got there, it was like, it was everything I thought it was. And obviously like every game is different. Like I've played five now and all like the time that I've spent on the fields all varied. But there was a guy, there was a fella in my team got knocked out in the game. So then he was out for the rest of the game. So what was maybe going to be like a little cameo, like it was going to be a little 15-minute ended up being like near on half a game. And then I had all my idiot mates up in the end, which was they were running the muck up there. So it was everything I thought it was going to be. And I think being older than like, like an 18, 19-year-old debuting and it was expected because I've just sort of been through the winter a little bit. Having that moment was just like, it was a bit euphoric, you know what I mean? Like it was just like, wow, is it, it's actually happening. And I, I wanted there to be more than 24 hours in that day because that one day it was all about it was all about Kurt. Everything got clicked off. It was just like, this is actually happening. Oh, what about this the, is so sick. The party the next day he's going to be, oh, oh I love it. Oh, it's all about Kurt. My Insta, Not mad about my Insta it. Was, my Insta was blowing up. I was like, this is sick. Look at me go. It was like, it was everything I thought it was going to be, girls. Like as a kid, you obviously grow up and, like I didn't make all those rep teams younger, so I didn't feel that sort of like that vibe. But then when you when you actually sort of make it there, you go like I don't know. It's, I think it's a stupid number. I think it's like one percent or two percent of people get to do it. Yeah. And um, I was just like that. That's like what it's all about. For sure. Wow. Oh, it's so in the so, way you tell the story too. Like I feel pumped up. Yeah. Like, yeah let's, let's go. Let's go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Keely has um. Some- oh, I've got some like funny little. Get to know you questions. All right, are you ready? I even though yeah. I, do, I even though I know you, this is just for <laughs> you probably you probably know the answers. Before yeah, so, me. no, actually I don't know the two of them. Marley wrote this one. This one's a good one. If you had to be stuck on a desert island with one of your teammates, who would you pick and why? Kira Foran. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's my little mate. He's a bit older than me, and he's, he's my just, little mate. He's, he's got a couple of war stories as well. So if you ever want to sit around and have a beer, he's a good bloke because he's he's been in footy for. 14 years or something. So he knows a lot about everybody and he, he just loves the mad gossip. Oh, I like oh, that. That sounds good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have there been any weird habits or pranksters or just annoying people in the team that you didn't know before, the like until now? With the bubble? I knew that I knew that Josh Alloway, he's just coming back from a wrist injury and he trashed one of the boys' rooms. And when he trashed it, he he accidentally, like, the, the PlayStation fell off. So all these boys, I'm not a gamer myself, but... I don't know if anyone knows gamers, it's like a full-on thing. They've got the headset <laughs> and they're like into it and he's flipped his room and the, the PlayStation's fallen off and everyone was just like, what is going on here? And he's just like, it was. everyone was peeking, just like, is he going to get a new PlayStation? What's going to happen? And I was just like, thank God it wasn't me. <laughs> but I was just like, it was it, it was a, probably a prank gone wrong, to be fair, because it didn't end up that well for him. Uh, yeah, good one. Do you have a Netflix recommendation for people stuck in Lockdown. I started watching that startup. What's that? It's about like I've heard good things. It's about like crypto, the dark web. There's like killing. Ooh. There's like Ooh. I don't know. It was a bit weird. You enjoying it? Mark? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah but I'm, I st- I struggle to concentrate for long periods of time. Like <laughs> oh, I love really? a movie. Cause, really? Because <laughs> there's like a start and a finish. You might get an hour and a half of it, like of me, and then that's it. But when there's like three seasons, they're an hour each. I'm just going like, oh yeah, this is exciting, but. 
I want to go do something else. So I just sort of flick through and then come back. I might be on the, I might bang out eight episodes in a row. Then for like a week, I might just watch half an episode, half an yeah, episode, yeah, half yeah. an episode. Yeah, fair. Um, favorite superhero? Thor. Yes. Good one. That's Stunning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do, you put your, do you put your sauce in the fridge or the cupboard? Sauce. Uh, fridge. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. I don't know about that. Ugh. Really? Yeah. But I feel like if you don't put, I feel like if you don't put it in the fridge, it gets like watery. I feel like if you put it in the fridge, it gets watery. Yeah. Wow. I feel like this is an experiment that needs to be followed through. <laughs> I'm not really sure. It's a um, very contentious question on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> what do you girls reckon? We're, We're covered. Hmm. All three years. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Weird, eh? It's why the but like when you open is. the fridge. Like when you open the fridge, it's like there's like a is it called condiments? And they just yeah. sit there like piled <laughs> up. Yeah, but oh there's God. lots of other things in there that aren't tomato sauce, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Well, I chuck mine in the fr- I chuck mine in the fridge for sure. Right. Well, that's that's telling. Yeah, that's okay, telling. fair, fair enough. Play on. We'll go with it. Um, and if travel opened up right now and you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go? And like footy didn't matter. You can take Broads. Where would you go? I don't know. I don't know. I'd take one with Broads. I'd love to go to Hawaii with Broads oh, just because it's like really cruisy, yeah. like not too bad. But if I had me time again, I'd probably do Mexico. Oh, oh nice. good one. Great. Yeah, I've done Mexico once and it was like, you know, when you first go on a trip, you get really excited. I spent all my money in the wrong way and it was like I was going to ATMs and it was like swallowing my card, taking money out and things. And I'm like, if I was to do this again, I'll be really I would know exact. I would know exactly the way to do it properly, so I didn't go broke. <laughs> oh bless you! That's a great. Um, idea. This is a good question. This is the last one to finish up. Uh, so obviously, you grew up in Perth. Um, do you want to read it, Marley? It was well, I was just going to say, you know, it's not. It's not a part of the country you really think of if you think of rugby league. And I think we think of AFL if you're talking about WA and things like that. So how 100%. did you know like that rugby league was what you wanted to pursue and why was that the sport you got into? Well, I was playing AFL when I was younger and then I sort of got wider, not taller. So I think uh, <laughs> so that that really nipped my AFL dream in the bud because oh I was going God. that I was going that way, not that way. So I was like a better sh- I better jump shit before it's all too late. And I was like, I'm not going to be a good labourer. So I was like, oh. I've got to choose something here. And then I just, I had a couple of like New South Wales mates just like, I just stumbled across like me mates growing up were just like, they were from New South Wales and they moved to Perth because their dad got a job in the mines and we always used to play like rugby league at the back. And they were like, you're like, you're big. You're like, you can do this. And I was like, oh, all right, like I give it a shot. And then I just sort of fell in love with the game. And because it's not big over there, I think my ego got, like the best to me because it was that there's no one plays it over there. So I was like half good at the start. So I was like, oh, this is awesome. How good am I going here? <laughs> and then it would just like sort of went from there. But yeah. And then was lucky enough to sort of get an opportunity to go to school in Kerwin. So, which is in Townsville. So once you sort of get over this side of the world, it just yeah, like, it changes, hey? it's like, it's like a way of life yeah. really. So it's either sink or swim. So yeah. I was like over there, I was like a big fish. I was like, how good am I going? And then I got over here. I was like, whoa, like these kids have been on like, these kids got boots for like, you know what I mean? When they're 13, I'd go to Rebel and buy my own. I was like, this is so sick. Like, yeah. That's exactly what I want. Yeah. But did you um did you watch NRL growing up? Did you have a team? Not really. I was just a footy nerd. Like I could tell you anyone everywhere, every game, like 
there was nothing else going. My mum used to run the canteen, so I was down there from like eight o'clock. I was like pie at this time, sausage roll at this time. I had to be at the footy for ages, Saturday, Sunday, and I just become like a full blown footy nerd because mum just didn't want to leave me at home by myself because she knew I'd run a mark. So she's like, "You're coming." You're still running so up these days. Um, so some things, some things don't change. Yeah, you're right. You're to... right. Um, exactly did you have right. a Did you have a favourite player growing up? Then, if you're such a nerd. Well, James Graham, because he was sort of white and a front rower like me too. So I was like, oh, yeah, like, we could be bros. Like, this could like, work. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, that's so good. Well, Kurt, thank you so much for your time. We won't hold you any longer. We'll we let you go to dinner. dinner. Oh, it's 6.30 on the dot. Oh, God, we're good. You're killing it. Absolutely, yeah. girls. Thanks for having me on. Um, He's a legend. You're an you're absolute legend. champ. We love you. Now we come to our final segment of the show, which is our ones to watch, where we recommend what sport, event, or even a Netflix show you should be watching for the week ahead. I'm going to kick us off. So watch this today on KO. Holy. I have never cared about the West Tigers in the NRL ever, ever. Never cared. Never cared. But after watching Wild West Tales from Tiger Town, which is a new docu-series that's being produced by Fox League, that shows all the behind-the-scenes stuff of what's happening in the Tigers camp, from Michael Maguire to who's the head coach to Ronnie Palmer, who's the um, coach of performance, and all the players and, and the CEO even. I am invested, and I love, love, love seeing this behind-the-scenes stuff. And I almost like... I think it was um, NRL Roast who tweeted, I want to go to war for Madge, who is Michael Maguire. Um, and I feel a bit the same after watching it. So highly recommend it's on KO or it's being um, played every Monday night on Fox League. And it's it's just amazing. And it makes me want to have a docuseries like that for every single team in the competition. G Moore, one to watch. My one to watch is the new, also a docuseries, Naomi Osaka's new Netflix series. I haven't myself watched it, but I am very excited to dive into it in this lockdown extension. Um, I've heard really great things. I've watched all the previews and really excited to just get a bit of a better look into the inner workings of such an incredible athlete. Yeah. I've, and her team. I, I binged it and it's a lot. You might need to break it up because there's like a lot going on there, but... Yeah. She made me sad, if I'm honest. But she's amazing. Anyway, Keely, what's your one to watch? <laughs> My one to watch. I've actually got three things to comment on. Um, they're not ones to watch. They're just things I need to say before the episode ends. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> My one to watch is obviously the Tokyo Olympics starts this week. Uh, swimming it actually on starts tomorrow, Wednesday. Yeah, so I know. It's like the softball and... And Matildas. And the Matildas. Yeah, I know. And the Ollie Roos play Thursday night. Get it, and girls. then so Obviously, we start with the swimming. I am going to be... Um, I love the athletics, which is the following weekend, which I'll be binging. And I also love the Aussie Sevens girls team. And oh. that, that's going to be next Defending Thursday chance. and Friday, I think. But we can obviously remind you next episode. Um, but, yeah, get around the Olympics, get around the Aussies. How good is swimming kicking it off? I know. Because that's, like, that's when oh. we win stuff. And also, like, where, you know, the time zone is great. We, oh, can so act, we, don't have, yeah, we don't have to get up early. We can just watch it all the time. Anyway. I just wanted to also touch on Major League Baseball. That is going on at the moment, and that's on um, on the sports channels. If you run out of other sports to watch, you should get on that. I actually um, learned a little bit about baseball last week with a guy from work who's 
plays it and is into it. So they have a home run derby, which is like the all-stars equivalent of like the NBA. You know how they do like the mm. three-point um, three shots, blah, 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 blah. They do that and they do like home runs, how far you can hit it. Get around the baseball. Also for the boys who enjoy um, betting gamble responsibly a lot of my mates that's the new thing that they're betting on darts and baseball because they're running out like getting bored of other stuff in lockdown i thought everyone was just betting on what the covid cases were oh what gladys is gonna wear (laughs) um yeah so get around baseball um i've learned more about that and i enjoy it i like it i like the game and i just wanted to finish on the fact that i know it's not a thing but i'm making a thing right now my end of episode mvp is kurt de lewis because he is such a champion and he brought a lot of energy to the table <laughs> and he made us really happy and it's probably made my week so oh, what a what a guy well hey that brings us to the end of our episode oh what number episode is this you didn't say it 20 20 <gasps> we're no longer a teenager oh. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> next week's our 21st. <gasps> we should have a party. We should make cocktails. I'll bring balloons and streamers. Anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please make sure you hit that subscribe button. And if you're really liking it, give us a five-star rating. If you're listening on Spotify, make sure you hit follow. You can also follow us on Instagram and TikTok, which uh, at Chicks and Balls Pod. You can also follow us on Twitter at Chicks and Balls. No pod. No pod. Thank you, Georgia. You carried it that time. And other than that, our DMs are always open. Uh, yeah, they are. We love chatting with you guys. Love yeah, the we feedback. Do. And I guess we'll just catch you next time. Yeah, we will. Bye. See ya. Bye.